Heavenly Father, Lord, now as we get ready for the message, Lord, we ask you that you would empower the message, Lord. Lord, we ask you to just touch it, bless it, and help us, Lord, to know your will, Lord, and your way. We thank you, Lord, that we could serve you. Lord, we thank you that you gave us a free country to live in, that we could serve you and study your word. We could preach, Lord, and not fear, Lord. They're taking that from us, Lord. But, Lord, until your age of grace ends, that won't come to an end. So we thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, today we're going to be dealing with actually two very similar holidays, but on two separate days. I'm going to be covering both at one time. Flag Day and Independence Day, which is the 4th of July. And I think it's important for us... Now, wait a minute. JFWs have at least one point right. We shouldn't worship the flag... But to them, just because you say Pledge of Allegiance doesn't mean you're giving your allegiance to that flag. But, in all honesty, the words you're saying is literally that. I pledge or promise my allegiance. The word allegiance is another way of saying worship. But it's also another word for uh, dedication and service. See, the JWs don't understand the word allegiance. Allegiance means several things. It could mean worship. And unfortunately, some people have gotten the holiday too far. Too far from its original beginnings. So, I first want to go into Flag Day and Independence Day, what we know about them, and what they used to be, and what they're supposed to mean. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about what they are today, and then what the Bible has to say. All right? And while I get Ruthie to reading this, I also want you to get your Bible open there, Danny. And I want you to have ready for us John chapter 8, verses 31 to 36. John chapter 8, 31 to 36. Okay? That's what I'm going to have you ready with, because when she's done reading, I'll be letting you know when I need that, okay? 31 to 36. 31 to 36. So just have that. John chapter 8, so I have that ready. John 8, 31 to 36. Already open to it. Okay, good. Have that ready for when I'm ready. Okay, but Ruthie's going to read this here for us first. Okay, first I'll cover Flag Day. Okay, Flag Day was observed on June 14th, and earliest observance was June 14th, 1877. President Harry S. Truman signed the National Flag Day bill on August 13th, 1949, thereby giving official recognition to June 14th as a flag day. Honor the flag is done by displaying the flag and official ceremonies are performed. That's all they had in that book on that. It's Independence Day. When observed July 4th, first observed July 4th, 1777. The 4th of July, the greatest patriotic holiday of the American year. It celebrates, of course, the birthday of our nation. That July 4th, 1776, when John Hancock president of the Continental Congress, and Charles Thompson, secretary, signed the Declaration of Independence, the first Fourth of July celebrations in 1977. 
Independence Day was celebrated in Philadelphia in 1777 with ringing bells, bonfire, and fireworks. Ships in the harbor fired 13 gun salutes, and houses in the city were illuminated with candles in the windows. An official dinner was enlivened with music provided by the Hessian band, which had been captured at Trenton. The only reported complaint about the festivities was made by the Quakers, who objected to the windows broken during the celebration. Congress adjourned for the day and celebrations every year of the Revolutionary War. The first state to vote official recognition of the holiday was Massachusetts in 1781. Fireworks, sparks, and spectacular. Firecrackers and fireworks have long been a symbol of the 4th of July. Each year they become more elaborate and spectacular. From morning to night, the reports of firecrackers are heard. 1983 is the 200th anniversary of the signing of the Treaty of Paris, which ended hostilities between the United States and Great Britain. Okay, now, we don't have a problem with that, okay? We don't have a problem with fireworks or celebrating and, 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 and being patriotic, okay? Not, no one under, misunderstand me here. I'm not against being patriotic and thanking God for a nation in which I'm free. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But I think when you go overboard to the point of worship, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with having a few fireworks or going to see the fireworks now to a guy like me. Well, um, uh, it's just nothing but a bunch of noise. Okay? Uh, I, uh, my wife makes that much noise in the kitchen. All right? <laughs> Amen. But at least I get some good fresh steak and, 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 and homemade mashed taters. Amen. At least I get something. At least I get something good out of that. Amen. But uh, I'm John, uh, Danny's getting hungry over there while I'm talking about these homemade biscuits, too. Amen. Uh, homemade gravy. Homemade, homemade bacon gravy with homemade mashed taters. You getting hungry, Danny? Yeah. Long time till next Sunday, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it how eat until next until I'm done preaching. Amen. Amen. Well, anyway, uh, but the see the thing is, the whole deal comes down to that there's nothing wrong with celebrating. But why are you celebrating? I mean, come on, fireworks from the beginning of June just about people throwing off their firecrackers from then all the way until what? After August? Come on! Yeah, come on here. How, how, how long do you got to keep blowing them stupid things up? I mean, one day of it I can handle. But day in and day out for month after month here and bing, boom, bam, boom, 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 bam, boom, boom. Get, get a life. I mean, come off it. One set of fireworks is okay on one day of the week at a one day of the year. But every day in and out for months on end, that gets old. That tells me that you've went from celebrating a holiday to worshiping fireworks. Hello? Something's wrong with that. What are we trying to celebrate on the 4th of July? 
signing of the Declaration of Independence. And what does the flag represent? Freedom. And what does the, the Declaration illustrate? It's a symbol of freedom as well. Yes. Well, the problem is, does really the nation of America set you really free? But can a nation, think about what I'm saying, can a nation truly set you free? The answer is no. There ain't a nation, there ain't a person, or a group of people that could set anybody free. You could be out of jail with all the money you want in the world and still be in bondage. But yet, you could be in chains, behind bars, in steel walls, encased by cement, and be as free as free ever could be. Now, I know some people are saying, now, preacher, that does not make no sense. That a person that has got all the money in the world, hasn't done a thing, and he's not in jail, is in bondage, and, 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 and not free, but yet someone inside of a jail is free. Well, because we're not talking about what your physical body is able to do. Freedom does not come from the ability to move about without stumbling blocks or hindrance. That's not what we're... Uh, that, that ain't the word for freedom. True freedom comes from within the person. Well, how do we get that? Well, let's find out how we know that true freedom comes from inside of a person. All right, Danny, we need John chapter 8, verses 31 to 36. Then said Jesus to those Jews believed on him. Hold it. Now, the, he's t Jesus is about to talk to just a bunch of religious Jews, like the Pharisees, right? They were Messianic Jews even then. It says, Jews that believed on him. These are folks that already got saved. These are folks that believed in Jesus, that Jesus was the Messiah. They believed Jesus was the true and only God. And they believed him to be that God that they were waiting on. The Messiah. Their king. So they believed on Jesus. So Jesus is speaking not to the whole nation of Israel... But yet, to a selected group of Israelitish people that had trusted in him already. These are people that Jesus said are saved. And what does he say to them, Danny? If you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Now, how can you know somebody who's in Christ? One trait is he's always in God's word. Yes. If you abide in me and I abide in you. Remember that scripture? Yes. Well, here he's saying, if you have my word and you abide in my word, then are you my disciples. You see that? Okay, go on, Danny. Okay, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Whoa. 
you shall know, oh, well, that Joseph Smith is God, uh, is some God, right? And some good, holy prophet. Oh, that Charles Taz Russell told you everything that should have been right and you shouldn't believe the Bible, right? What about Mary, Mary Baker Eddy? She had the truth. How about Ellen G. White? No, thank you. Uh, how about Muhammad? No, thanks. So, all these other folks that say they had truth, did they really have truth? No. How can you tell when somebody has the truth? The answer is right here. You shall know the truth and... The truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. You cannot get freedom from a flag... You cannot get freedom by shooting off fireworks to represent the uh, guns and cannons that... Uh, you cannot shoot off fireworks to symbolize the cannons that uh, fought a war that saved you, that, that, that pulled you out of the uh, clutches of the King of England. You cannot use those symbolic things to say you are free. They're only symbols of what happened to free you from the clutches of tyranny and of a monarchy, but they themselves, even that release from that monarchy, does not give you freedom. Yes. The true key to freedom is truth. Yes. Yes. Now, how do you know if a how do you know if a quote church, a group of people have the truth? <laughs> this verse just told you. Verse 32, answered that question. If they have truth, when you go in there, you're free. They will not put you under a bunch of bondage and a bunch of stinking rules. You won't have a preacher getting up there saying, well, if you're caught smoking, we're going to disfellowship you. Oh, if you're caught doing such and so, we're going to treat you like a dog. Wait a minute. If someone is caught smoking in this church, let me tell you what. I'm going to preach at it, and if God ain't got you under conviction for that sin, then I have to question whether you got saved in the first place. But I'm not going to hold, I'm not going to treat you like my enemy. That ain't my place. Wait a minute. We had a lady who used to come here and visit all the time. Puffed on cigarettes till, till her head just about fell off, but she still was allowed to visit. And I treated her like a human being. Look, cigarettes have nothing to do with whether you're free. If anything, cigarettes are putting you under bondage to a doctor. Hello? Booze, you may think you're free, but until you got liver cancer, cirrhosis of the liver... Then you'll find out how free you are going to the doctor's office. You'll find out how much freedom you got. Hello? I'll preach it that way. So the whole point is, I'm not against somebody who does that stuff. I'm against the sin, but I'm not against the person. Oh, well, but preacher, what about uh, money? you got to run your church. Oh, wait a minute. If God is going to send money to this local assembly and put money into this work, God will send it on his own. 
He don't need your help. And he don't need my help by me getting up and pounding on people's head. Give me so much percentage of your income. And then make you feel bad when you don't do it. Because that ain't the book. Jesus said freedom comes from truth. Truth gives you freedom. I mean, it's painfully obvious right here in this verse that he is saying truth and freedom are coincide to each other. They're equivalents to each other. You cannot have freedom without truth, and you cannot have truth without freedom. Hello? And then you wonder, some people wonder why we get truth freedom fellowship. Well, right there you go. Here's our verse. You didn't know that, Danny, did you? No. I didn't tell you all of it. See, truth freedom fellowship, truth freedom is right from this verse. Truth for the scripture because it's going to give you freedom. That's the only way you're going to get it. And I am so sick of these preachers that get up and tell you you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do the other thing. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, get a life. I mean, look, if someone really needed me at 4 a.m. in the morning, I'm not going to bite their head off because they call me on a telephone. Now, if they keep calling me on a consistent basis at 4 a.m., and all they want to do is talk, all they want to do is talk about a bunch of nonsense that, that, that is not urgent, look, I am going to tell them I don't mind talking to you, but it's going to have to be during the day. Let's use a little common sense and a little bit of tact, okay? But I'm not going to tell the person that I don't love them. And I'm not going to say, well, I don't want you to ever call me again unless it's a prayer request, etc., etc. Ugh, get a life. You call that freedom when you tell your people that the only time they could call your house is for a prayer request or prayer praise or, 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 or because uh, something important? Uh, I find something wrong with that. But a preacher tells a brother of that, that garbage. Ugh, get saved. And if you are saved, you need to get right with God. That's what you need to do. Amen. Because Jesus, Jesus gave us truth, and when Jesus gave us truth, it gave us freedom. Amen. Okay, come on, Danny. Okay. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, shall be made free? Okay, now hold it. Hold it. These guys are thinking of what type of bondage? They're thinking of, of bondage to, to a man. Bondage to a man. Physical bondage either in slavery or in jail or whatnot. They're thinking of that. And they're saying, well, just because we're Abraham's seed. Yet these folks already have Jesus they're already saved, as the previous verses say in verse 31. These are folks that are saved, but yet they think their freedom comes from the fact that they're Abraham's seed. Just like we think our freedom comes from living in America. Well then, honey, you got some big-time misconceptions. 
when they're out there trying to tell you that they're going to take under God out of our Pledge of Allegiance, and they're going to stop you singing uh, uh, the uh, song, Oh Beautiful for Spacious Skies, Amber Waves of uh, Grain, Purple Majesty, Above the Fruited Plain, America, America. They're going to have you stop singing songs that have God in it. God shed His grace on thee. They're going to take that out of there eventually. They want to take in God we trust off our money. And you're trying to tell me we live in a free nation? Uh, No, you don't. You're living in a nation who's getting under bondage to a bunch of... uh, homosexuals, and a bunch of reprobates who don't have nothing to do with Jesus. Don't tell me you're in a free nation. You're not in a free nation. Truth brings freedom. So Abraham's seed here, the fact that they are Abraham's seed had nothing to do with it. But they had the assumption just because they were born as Israelites... Just, because, just like we assume, because we're born in America, that makes us free. But what did Jesus have to say about it? Come on, Danny. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Huh? You want to repeat that? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Uh, what kind of bondage is he talking about? Jesus is not talking about physical bondage to a man. He's saying, look, you're worried about physical bondage. That has nothing. That's why earlier I said a person in a jail cell could be as free as free can be, even freer than a person on the outside with no chains and lots of money. Why? Because that person in the jail may have just got saved and he even though inside he even though his physical body is locked up and confined his soul is as free as free will ever be that's what we're talking about just like Jesus is talking about here there's a difference in freedom freedom does not come from what your physical body is capable of doing or not doing it has to do with what your heart is able to do. If you're under bondage to sin, you're in more bondage than you know. You're more bound up than a person in jail. Amen. Come on, Danny. And the, and the servant abideth not in the house forever. The son abideth forever. Verse 36, If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. But the son abideth. Who's the son? Had nothing to do with Abraham, boys. You can be Abraham's seed and still be in bondage, but what you need to know is your freedom doesn't come from being an Abraham's seed and being an Israelite by birth. What you need to understand is that it's the son who gives you freedom indeed. What freedom was he talking about? Freedom from sin. Now, a familiar passage that everybody knows. Most of us know the one verse by heart, could quote it inside out, upside down. But look at it in the verse that follows. For God so loved the world, John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Well, dear friend, are you listening? Are you listening? For God so loved you that he gave his son Jesus that if you believe in him, you will not perish or go to hell, but you will have everlasting life. For God sent not Jesus into this world, earth, to condemn you. But through him, you would be saved. That's a powerful vote toward freedom. That's a powerful thing. Are you truly free tonight? That's the question. See, freedom don't come from a flag. It don't come from a country. It don't come from shooting off fireworks from June until August or September. Freedom don't come from that mess. Freedom don't come from uh, Fred taking and standing on the battlefield and giving up his life for France or England or America or Japan. That don't give freedom. It only allows the, the, that country to get away from another country if they win the war. But what the real deal is, freedom from sin is only accomplished one way. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. And then finally, for if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Do you want to be free? There's only one way to be free. One way to be free tonight and it doesn't come from your flag. It doesn't come from going down the street and spending $30 in gas to go watch some bunch of colored fire in the sky that gets bigger and bigger and makes a big old bunch of noise. That don't make you free. Hey, the rocket's red blare sure enough helped get me out from under England, but it didn't get me to heaven. Amen. Hey, I'm glad for the rocket's red blare and the bombs bursting in air. Gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. I'm glad for that. I'm glad that there were some men who were willing to die for what they believed in and stand up for what they believed in. They had a backbone about them and stood up and said, we're not going to put up with this mess. You know what the problem is? There's more people willing to stand up to get themselves out of tyranny to another nation, but they won't stand up for the truth in the Bible. Hmm. And some of them call themselves Christian, they still won't stand up. 
Shamey, shamey, shamey. Amen. So, tonight, as we get ready for the altar call, just want you to ask yourself, how free are you? How free are you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the message now. Lord, as we get ready to give the invitation song and give a chance for anybody to be saved that wants to be saved, Lord, we ask you, Lord, would you save them? Help them to be free indeed. And the only freedom they're ever going to get is from the truth. The truth of your word. Because you said you are the way, the truth. The truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by you. So Lord, we ask right now, as you are that truth, would you put yourself into these people's hearts and show them their need for real, real, real freedom. It's not that we're against celebrating the freedom of the country from England, Lord. The problem is they don't even know what real freedom is. And Lord, I ask you to show them their real need for real freedom tonight. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen.